Hey everyone, welcome to the Holdcast. I'm Jake Kerbsey alongside Robert Lintot. We're back. It's been a little bit of a summer break for us, but came back at just the right time, I think, Robert. A lot of news around Villa. Has anything happened since our last podcast? I don't know. What what day is it? It's Monday? Let's think. What was this this past weekend? Friday, I think there was a friendly, but it ended scoreless. Yeah, no. It wasn't, I, a, lot uh, of, it wasn't a lot of news. I, I spent a couple of hours trying to convince Jack we didn't do, need to do a podcast. Nothing's happened in the past month, so uh, I don't know. That's been the whole cast today. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how, tell us how you really feel about Fabian Delph leaving, Robert. <laughs> I, God, I'm so torn because I've argued really passionately on the site and on Twitter and everywhere that I can that in terms of business deals, it's absolutely his right. I don't give a damn about loyalty. Loyalty isn't something that matters. But goddamn, to come out and say, no, no, I'm sticking with the club, and six days later stab us in the back, I, I find it hard to be rational about that. He's an asshole. Yes, I think, and I think Tom Spee summed it up really well because he was, he was his favorite player. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't had a chance to read it, it's on, uh, it's on 7500holt.com. Uh, Tom, Tom Jones, uh, Fabian Delph, what have you become? It's it's an incredible piece, one of the best things we've run in a while. But, I mean, is, is there any way to rationally think about this and be okay with it, Jack? I don't know. I, I kind of took the other stance because I thought, personally, I thought Fabian Delph was going to be gone in January or sign a pre-contract with Liverpool or someone, and I was like, okay, if we can... Then we were going to sell him to Spurs for, like, $4 million or something stupid. But, anyways, I thought he was gone, same as Vlar, who is gone, and we'll make fun of him <laughs> later, but... I don't know. I, th- I think if, if you can double you can double your money to do the same job. Yeah, I mean I I think except the, only- the thing is he's going to end up on the bench. I don't know why he didn't sit down with Scott Sinclair. He's probably not going to end up on the bench this year. He probably has the quality to start this year because they've him alongside Yaya. Yeah, I can't remember who was saying. Someone online pointed out. Um, and, and uh, my apologies for stealing this from someone, but they pointed out that Raheem is the big signing for them this year. They don't have another giant superstar signing in them this year. So and, Delph is their sort of stopgap, get some help in central midfield. Next and year, get they an, don't... English, an English player into the squad, because for $8 million, that's a bargain. That's why they paid so much for Sterling, is because he's homegrown and he's English, and Delph also fits that. Exactly, uh, and next and next summer when they have the money again. I mean, they always have the money, but you know. Yeah, they, yeah, but they still need to sell like Jacob before they can sign someone else big. Yeah, when they have the money for another superstar signing, I think they get a central mid and bump Delph to the bench. Yeah, I mean, they unless unless Yaya Torre ends up going to Inter, because then it's it's kind of just him, Fernando, and Fernandinho in that city squad because with Milner gone now. Yeah. I, I think, though, you, you get at a good point. The only way to really come to terms with this deal in a way that's anything but rage and anger is to look at it from a financial standpoint. And, and, you, and you pointed that out. You said, you said, look at him, look at his family. He can't play football forever, you know. If you even make it as a professional to age 33, I think you've done very well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at that point, you're hitting Grant Holt territory and, and you know, getting sent out on loan from Norwich to Aston Villa. So, uh, you know... And, and uh, speak of Norwich, uh, their, their new kits just came out. <laughs> yeah, if you're not online and you didn't see the new Norwich kits, do yourself a favor and 
put on some sunglasses and go take a look. Um, yeah. But yeah, Delve is, it's really interesting. Had he left, and, and a lot of people have said this, this is hardly an original thought. Had he left two Fridays ago, when we first heard the news, it would have been Godspeed, Fabian, you know, the thing in January was kind of dumb, but hey, whatever. But to then come back out and be like, no, no, I'm really here, and then be like, nope, screw you. Yeah, more importantly was that statement. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and it's worth noting, because I, I saw some people getting on Villa for that. That wasn't Villa's statement. That was Fabian's statement. That was, you know, what are Aston Villa going to do in a situation like that? Their star player says, I'm coming back. I want to make a statement. I want to tell everyone. Their job is to market that decision. So they put out the statement from the player. That wasn't an Aston Villa decision, and they really had no choice but to put it onto the website. So, you know, they look like shit because Fabian lied to everyone. And it's unlucky that the captaincy slipped to Delph mm-hmm. at this point in retrospect. Who do you think is the captain this year? I don't know. I think you can make a last-ditch effort to captain Benteke. <laughs> you know, another, another question is maybe you already spent his money. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, they, you you have Kieran Clark. Um, Clark it, would be my first choice for captain. It absolutely. I mean, in the future, you we we look at Gary Gardner, but obviously he's not ready yet. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I think you could give it to Grealish. Yeah, depending on what happens. But right at but this you need, moment, uh, maybe you need to save it for Grealish in case someone's trying to buy him in two years. Yeah, absolutely. At this moment, I think you give it to Clark though. Um, so. You know, he's the guy that goes in hard in a Leicester game and gets a red card because you pissed him off. Um, he's a guy who will fight for the team and who really, because again, I'm never all that convinced that having the captaincy matters all that much, but for all of the intangible BS that goes into it, Clark has it all. Don't give it to Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember I, when we gave Bent the captaincy? Yep, absolutely. Gabby would try to put on the armband and somehow get it on his foot. He'd go to go to like rubber band, kind of like shoot it to his teammate when he's running off the pitch, and it would end up in Rosie. No, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Oh my Gabby. God! At the, at the friendly, he he was in on goal three times because Carlos Hill and him were great combining, <laughs> and he he blasted it over. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's starting to finish like Emil Heskey, and and that's not a good thing. Oh. We can get to this later, but I saw someone ask the, the really good question online, is Gabby even first team anymore? Um, and that's a legit question, I think. Well, if Benteke leaves, we only have him and Kozak. Yeah, absolutely. And, and do you, I don't know, we could see Callum Robinson get a chance. Yeah, I think Callum Robinson has to get a chance this year simply because of depth issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the season started today, Callum Robinson is on every single bench. Yeah. Because because Christian Benteke is probably leaving. We think. What do we think? Liverpool. Yeah, I I mean that's what it looks like as of today. Although Brendan Rodgers would tell you he has no idea. Who I Benteke hope he goes is. to United simply because I bet on them to win the league. <laughs> and if if he goes there, they, they will win the league. Yeah. Um, Liverpool seems like a crap move for him. I think he's better than that. I I was actually genuinely excited at the prospect of him going to United because I thought but that was a club where he could do well. At the same time. Liverpool seems like a decent stepping stone because just look at Suarez. Yeah, that's true. You know, it could be the right point in his career to go there and then, I don't know, take a move the next year either to United. Or, but it seems less likely that Liverpool would be willing to sell to United or Chelsea. 
it, the only out would be to the continent. So maybe what you'd go to Bayern or you'd go to Real. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I guess my biggest issue with Liverpool is the fact that the fans don't seem to give a damn about him there. Um, exactly, exactly. It's just they they think he's terrible, even though he destroyed them multiple times, almost yeah, exactly. every time he played them. Um, yeah, it's he's he's demonstrated his ability. He's demonstrated his ability against Liverpool. Um, I, you know, it's a fan base that made Mario Balotelli look like a villain, and that's just disgusting because Balotelli is a joy. He never really got a chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, I, I, God, I could do without him going there, but whatever. It's thirty-two and a half million, a little less than that, given that we have to put part of the sell-on fee to Gink. Yeah, um, good for them. Good for them for putting that in the deal. Yeah, exactly. Um. I, I enjoyed it, it. You never think about those things after they've happened. Um, but I enjoyed reading something about Charlie Austin and saying that QPR were looking to spend money with the sell on, or with the money they got from the sale of Raheem Sterling. Wait, what? Yeah, they, got, they got nearly $10 million. Yeah, exactly. Just because of that sell on fee. Um, that's smart that could, business. That could save them. If they sell Austin to a team like, I don't know, maybe Villa for 15 I think 15 is a fair price for Austin, but. If you got to be damn sure you get the right man to replace Benteke because, quite frankly, quite frankly, one player isn't going to be able to replace him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so striker is definitely one place where Villa need to do some work. But before we get to the needs, let's talk a little bit about what they've already done this summer. Good summer thus far from Sherwood, wouldn't you think? Yeah, especially because Dolph paid for himself. Yeah. He paid for his replacement. And yeah. Adrissa Gay from Lille. Uh, who looks to be fantastic. Everything I've read about him is great. Um, and he had his best season last year. Exactly. And and there was just an interview out with him today, not the one on the official site, a different one, saying that um, he, he knew that Southampton were chasing him. Um, and he said, at Southampton, I was the third priority, whereas Aston Villa made it very clear they wanted me and they wanted me now, so I chose Aston Villa. Um that aggression in the market is exactly what Sherwood should be doing. Oh, exactly. It's it's always better to get your business done earlier rather than later. Get the guys in for the friendlies. And although he just got here, according to official sites Instagram, today or yesterday with, alongside Jordan Amavi, who we'll get to in a minute, it's good to get them in because we need them training for the last set of friendlies. Exactly, and they've got plenty of friendlies left to get uh, with the team here. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. But Although it's crazy to think that the season is less than 21 days away. Yeah. Um, this short offseason is junk. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I don't know. It's maybe two, two summer after the World Cup. It's a, it was a long season for all the guys at big clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, I mean, and, and you've still got people out on international break. Brad Guzan uh, still has at Who least... Who knows if he'll be back? Yeah, he's got two matches left with the U.S. Um, because if they win, he's into the final. If they lose, he's into the third place game. Yeah. Um, and Guzan has been performing lights out in the Gold Cup. Exactly, which is that's what you want to see. And he, He's always been pretty good for the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and generally, he's always been pretty good for Villa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, until he had a little bit of a problem at the end of the year last year. But Tim Sherwood is saying that uh, 
Greg Evans, it was reported it about four days ago that Sherwood thinks Guzian is back to being his first choice. I um, think so, but, but what about Mark Bunn? He played both halves against Braga the other day. I thought he was all right. He obviously didn't allow a goal. Yeah, so I was wondering why he was playing both halves, and then I started thinking about it. I think it was because of the fact that Steer and Watkins? Degris. Yeah, oh, Watkins. Bradley Watkins. Yeah, Bradley Watkins played one half a piece against Fulham. Um, so Bunn hadn't had a chance to play at all yet. So I think and they that, that's him. perfectly fine. Get him to work with both sets of players because he's going to be second choice. Yeah, absolutely. Or he maybe a little, third. Yeah, or maybe third. I saw one one moment when he chased a ball just outside to the right side of his 18, and it was a little shaky, but he he just pumped it long. Yeah, and then Whatever. he also had that incredible save in about the 80s. Oh, yeah, minutes. that's that's correct. That's correct. He did have one really – it was a top drawer save that was headed for the upper 90. Yeah, absolutely, and and I like that signing. I like the fact that we brought in – because here's the thing that Sherwood's been doing. He hasn't been afraid to spend money, but it doesn't strike me as if he's needlessly spending money. And he has the money to spend, and he hasn't been giving out massive wage packets, which is what he needs to make sure he – you know – He's exactly. not going to be allowed to. He's not going to be allowed to. And because of that, they're only targeting players that are realistic targets. But this summer has been weird because we've been linked with really good players. Yeah, absolutely, which is a strange departure from the Paul Lambert did. And, I mean, and also just, you got to think of that, that EPL money that's coming in from TV. Yeah, absolutely. Like Alex wrote a little bit earlier in the week, Villa, because of this Benteke sale, are getting sort of an early taste of what it's going to be like to be an EPL member starting next summer. Yeah, like a year ahead, which I don't know that it could be all you need. Yeah, um, the I, I was impressed with the button signing though because it's a free signing; it doesn't cost much, and he's a decent second choice keeper. He's also devastatingly handsome, which I don't think we're allowed to have in a backup keeper. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you you may not have seen the pictures. Dude is a handsome dude. Um, he he may skyrocket to like number one or number two on the team now. Hmm. I don't know. Depends. Depends who we sign. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and the signings and the people we've been linked to this summer, it really amazes me. Because think, two years ago under Paul Lambert, the rumor, the one we couldn't get away from, was Kiyotaka. And now we're we've already signed players who are leagues ahead of him. Yeah, or or at least at at that quality that we thought we were getting. You know, it's like I compare that almost to Carlos Hill, which, I mean. Sucks the way that the season ended for him under Sherwood, but at least he's getting a chance now. And we're getting and every indication that he's going to be a major player. I just remember a tweet from Slakey that was Lambert being forced to deal or to wheel and deal on Bosman's. I'm going to go drink poison or like something yeah. like that. Like we brought in Richardson last year and Senderos. Mm-hmm. And Joe and Cole. And Joe Cole. And now we have Jordan Amavi. Idrissa Gay and Micah Richards. Yeah, absolutely. Richards was great in the in the friendly the other day. Yeah, um, and he's he he's, shows. A I lot think of he's very similar to Okora. I would say he looked to be more adept aerially than Okora was. He. he I agree, me, but I mean, just based on a guy who who is fast. Yeah, he seems speedy. He seems to have sort of that Kieran Clark in the air ability, uh, the Nathan Baker in the air ability without the head wounds. Um, and he didn't seem afraid at all to get stuck in on set pieces is one thing that really struck me about him. Yeah, I think his experience that he gained with Man City and even Fiorentina is very valuable for this team because yeah. we, we still have a very young team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's not – we're 
people were always saying, oh, they need to bring in a, a senior leader, like someone like, no, you don't need to bring an old guy in like Richards has seen it all. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that he's position flexible, although every indication says he's going to play at center back. He provides that ability to move over to right back. Yeah, I, and if we, if we go three at the back. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my biggest problem with him at center back is the fact that he is a significant upgrade over any of our right backs right now. So why not play him there when we've got a decent center back core? Okora can also play right back. Can he? Yeah. Oh. He's played it with he's played it with Denmark. Oh, I didn't realize that. So okay. But uh, it's but, just it's just more players who can play in different positions. It gives you more options. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with the Mavi, we've addressed the left back thing. I really do wish Sherwood would get a better right back. Use Bakuna as a midfielder and somehow replace Hutton. Yeah, give Loughton the chance again. I think. Except for the fact that Loughton is now gone. So. Yeah, that's what um, we that's what we wanted earlier. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, um, give Loughton that chance is what we were looking for. And now that he's, I didn't get that move at all. That is the it one. Makes sense. Yeah, that's the one sticking point I've had with Sherwood this summer. Which, whatever. You know, if that's hey, my I, biggest I, I did something similar in, in Football Manager. Someone offered for Loden, and I, I put to a price I didn't think they'd match, and they did, and he was gone. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, I, I think we could use a right back, but obviously the big thing right now is striker. But let's talk Amavi first. So we've got um, Richards as our new center back, and then to his left we've now got Jordan Amavi, and you had all sorts of wonderful things to say about Amavi. Yeah, I... He had the most interceptions in Europe of any any player. So he's got an incredible positional intelligence. He and he had his best, be. his best season last year, and he's just 21. Yeah, um, absolutely. He's he's skillful. He's pacey. He's got a yeah, good here, touch. I'll, I'll read you what's on his, his who's scored page. His strength, dribbling, very strong. Aerial duels, very strong. Ball interception, very strong. Crossing and tackling, strong. Weaknesses, holding on to the ball. Yeah. And his um, style of play, likes to dribble. If you, I don't know if you've seen his, the YouTube videos. He he always looks to beat a man. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, is risky, but if you're going up against wingers, a lot of the time you're going to be able to do it. Exactly. And the way we've been seeing Sherwood setting up in friendlies and the way I think we can expect to see this team this year is those, those you know, right and left backs are going to have a lot of attacking responsibility. Um, and they're given a lot, a lot of freedom to to go up, and yeah. especially if we have a defensive midfielder, like either it's going to be Westwood or Gay, who can draw back like a halfback, split the center backs. If you have two pacey center backs, we'll be able to cover it. Because look at that that high line that Sherwood's played. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think throttled against Southampton and Arsenal. But if you have guys that are fast, you can get away with a little more. And I think Carlos Sanchez uh, figures to play prominently. Mm-hmm. In that look, look at what he did against Messi. Yeah, and and against and Neymar, he he had himself a hell of a Copa. Yeah. Um. He, we saw in him in that Copa, you know, playing for his his country. We saw exactly what we wanted to see him doing for Villa, and didn't really get the chance to see him. Maybe with the year under his belt, he becomes a much better performer in the Premier League. Definitely, and I think it's it's still Sherwood trying to get the chemistry of his side, just build it. He's still relatively new to Villa. Yeah, absolutely. There's a little part of me that keeps thinking, oh, God, you can't get rid of X, Y, and Z because they've been so important to the team, or they've shown so much potential. Players like Matt Loughton, players like, uh, you know, when we lost Tom Cleverly. Oh, Vyman, even. Or Vyman, yeah, exactly. And so there's that, but the problem is you have to get your head out of that relative way of thinking. 
that, yeah, they've been really good for Aston Villa. And Aston Villa have been trash for five years now. Um, so maybe we need to move beyond being good for Aston Villa and get players who are just good. And that's what Sherwood seems to be doing. Yeah, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I mean, we were linked with those two guys from uh, Roma. Yeah, Matija Destro and Adam Jajic. Yeah, Jajic. Thank you. I needed someone to pronounce that for me. Um, you know, Destro and Jajic both look like incredible players. I don't know if we get them. Um, but then you've got, um, why can I think of his name, from Malaga. Malaga. Oh, Sergei Samper? Thank you, yes. No, Sergei Darter. Sergei Darter, Darter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that one looks closer to being done than the others. And so it does, see, it does. It. And, yeah, it's really promising. Sorry, go on. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing improvements everywhere. There isn't a single position on this club where Villa can't improve. Striker. Save striker. Yeah, exactly. Although now that we don't have Benteke, uh, you know. Yeah, a, from from this, we can. Yeah, exactly. A pile of bricks might be an improvement. How good is it to see Libor Kozak back in action? Oh, so good. And and the fact that he scored within minutes of coming on against Fulham. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those players that, in addition to just wanting to see him do well because he's from Villa, I want to see him do well because he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, and especially what happened to his leg. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean... That, I thought it was tragic, but... Who was that? Was that Joe Bennett? No, Clark. Clark? Do you think? Do you think he? Someone said, "I hope Kieran, I hope uh, Fabian Delph gets the Kieran Clark on Kozak treatment." <laughs> and that was what I couldn't stand about about the Delph thing is people wishing him to get injured. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you have to go get your money because yeah. if you get injured, you will get no more money. Yeah, and exactly. He's on five years. Cool. Yeah. Um, I I'm okay with wishing him getting booed though. Not oh, even it's a booing. Shit out of him. Yeah, I've, I've never yeah. been more tempted to fly to a match than to just boo that guy. Um, I said on Twitter, I want to know where I can get odds on Fabian Delph getting an injury the day before that match. Because mm. that's, that's a very cartel thing to bet on. I, I, there's no way he plays, is there? It, you never know. You never know. It could be a Champions League fix, fixture buildup around then. Yeah, that's true. Or, you know... Um, this, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. Doesn't get his birthday cake, and he's pouting and sits <laughs> up. <laughs> God, I would be okay with yeah, yeah, sitting out. The interesting thing to me is, as important as Delph was to this team, and as much as he is actually a really good player, I don't think he's a Man City quality player. I think that he, he was not- absent in December. Yeah, he was. He was not mad when he got sent off, and it looked like we were getting relegated. Yeah, it was... He picked it up under Sherwood, but he was anonymous at, at a lot of times. Fabian Delph is unquestionably an above-average player. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if he's as good as we all think. or if it, it's, like, it's like when he plays for England and does unspectacularly, and everyone's like, why is Delph in the team? To Get ready fair, for that. Get ready for that this year at Manchester City. To be fair, literally anyone who plays for England does unspectacularly. You're right. <laughs> I mean, they're the U.S. national team of Europe. Yeah. Just maybe more disappointing, though. Um, all right, what about needs that we have? Obviously, striker. Who do you want to see come in at striker? Well, we've been we've been linked with just a host of striking options, like you said. Uh, Destro, Jajic, more an, an attacking mid, but still someone who could play up there. A lot of, a lot of guys from – I just saw another one from Club Bruges. In the Belgian league, I forgot what his name is, but just um, the other day, 
And so I, I don't know. I think I think you've got to you've got to splash out like Charlie Austin being linked for 15 million or something. I think that's going to be the right amount. Yeah, absolutely. I'd really like to see. I don't think we're going to be able to sign Lacazette because he'd been linked with Liverpool and Man United, but his buyout clause is 21 million, and that's not too that's not too much, especially with all the other money that we're going to have. But I think 10 to 15. And would then, you say? And then maybe bringing. The, sorry. The one position we can't afford to screw up. Yeah, you, absolutely. So, so is this a position where you're okay overpaying, maybe? Yeah, definitely okay to overpay as long as you get someone reliable, like Remy from Chelsea. That mm-hmm. I think that would be an excellent signing as well. Uh, what about Adebayor? Adebayor, whatever. Sherwood knows him. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. Sherwood, where... Sherwood, get, Sherwood gets him to play. Yeah, exactly. That's. I hate him. I think he was lazy at Spurs, but but under Sherwood, he he just scored. Yeah, I he's. I try my damnedest to be a really rational writer and thinker about this club. And Adebayor is that one place where I'm just going to say, if Sherwood wants him, I sort of trust Sherwood on this for no particular reason. No, exactly. What whatever he does to get Adebayor to play well. He, he, he obviously does it because yeah. he was useless under AVB. Useless under Pochettino. Yeah, useless for him. And great under Sherwood, really bizarrely. Yeah, and if especially Spurs are... Manchester City are still paying him. Yeah. We realize uh, that. Yeah. I think the best thing that came out of Adebayor and Sherwood, though, is that saluting picture. Yeah. That, that may be my... That may be my favorite Sherwood picture in existence. Just just his lopsided like grin of, of well, okay, whatever. I can't even believe this worked also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But remember, Adebayor has played for Real Madrid. Yeah. He's he's a skilled player. I think he's he's one of those players who just needs the right play. The only thing that I really don't like about Adebayor is he's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's old, but what's a year? A year or two. Yeah, exactly. especially when you're going to sign someone else too, because you don't want to. You don't need him to necessarily be the guy. I think if you have Adebayor, Kozak, Callum Robinson, and then you sign someone else, because the way you could go, you, the way you could go with it is you could spend 15 million on Austin and also bring in Adebayor. But bringing in Adebayor, if you're going to spend, he's got to be on 50k. You think, right? We're that we're going to have to foot. Oh, at Villa. He's, I think he's on 100 right now, so he'd have to be on, like, 70, I would think. No, I think I think someone else is going to subsidize it. Ah, I see. I think Spurs will... You're right. Spurs could maybe pay 30. Spurs are cheap. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, he, that's the only thing holding its back, because I think all the numbers I've heard around him are somewhere in the 4 million range, which, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but... But, but then the wages are the big issue. Do, yeah, do you we, want to say, hello, we're Aston Villa, and our highest-paid player is Emmanuel Adebayor? No, we don't want to say that. But I mean, what does that do for team morale? I mean, if if he starts scoring goals, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But then if, if you are going to sign Adebayor, like you're saying, maybe then you spend $6 million on like a young striker, like someone from some guy from the Belgian League yeah. or something, and and then you let him play a little bit and try to develop a little bit, not necessarily have to be the guy every game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And, you know, we do have wage money to spend. We got rid of Shea Given and his, you know, block of cement contract. If we could somehow get rid of Charles and Zogbia, my, that would make my summer, I think, from a transfer, transfer standpoint. You okay, this guy's of... name is, is Obi Ulare, I think. It's O-B-B-I-O-U-L-A-R-E. And he's 19, he's Belgian. And he we were linked to him? Yeah, he's valued at $5 million. All right. Um, let's play a little game here. You can get rid of one player in Zogbia or Igban Lahore. Mm, in Zogbia, just because he's on the, the same amount of wages. And Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention Gabby when we were talking about strikers. Yeah. So I've uh, apparently I've already cleared him out. Yeah. So, but you get rid of Inzagbia before you get rid of Gabby. Yeah. Just, I mean, the club obviously keeps him from a PR standpoint, but. Yeah. I honestly wonder which one of those players hurts us more because I don't think either one of them helps us all that much. No, I I don't think so, but. I feel like honestly, Gabby will hurt us more this season because with him here the temptation to use him is stronger, whereas there's lots of opportunities to not use in Zogbia. Yeah, but we could use we could use Gabby against Norwich, though. Oh! He'll, he'll, he'll be successful for two matches this season. What if, in the middle of the season, Norwich sack their manager and hire Paul Lambert? <laughs> Just so Villa can get those six points? Yep. You know, I could actually see them hiring Lambert again. You think so? And him doing really well. I'll, actually, no, I can't see them hiring him because of that giant legal battle. Oh, over yeah, when he yeah. left. I forgot about that. So never mind. He left with animosity. No, they won't hire him. Ever again. But are there any other needs you think we have to address other than striker? Oh, well, we could have one at goalkeeper. All right, so... But that's, that's only if Brad leaves. Yeah, and do we think that's going to happen? Uh, mostly no, because Begovic went to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so your number one priority is keeper. Your num or excuse me, your number one priority is striker. Your number two priority would be... Yeah, I, again, maybe attacking midfield. Another striker, maybe? Yeah, that... Yeah, just because with... I mean, if if not if you're keeping Carlos Heel though. Yeah, I saw someone in our Slack room. I think it was Aaron uh, saying uh, that possibly Sinclair could work as sort of a, a withdrawn striker. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I th I think so because he's he's shown a knack to find the back of the net, especially in the FA Cup. Yep. And I don't know. I think so. I think you could use him there. You got. I mean, you could try it. Why not try something in a friendly, especially if you go. With somewhat of a three-five-two. Yeah, something like that. I think I think that could be interesting. I don't think it's something Sherwood would ever run with as a first choice, but I think it's an interesting backup. Yeah, How happy are you that Sharon Richardson left back is now a thing of the past? Yeah, that's that's most important. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, who was it? Who was that that we had? Lewis Kinsella. I think if as long if he just gets a couple times on the bench, as long as he doesn't get loaned. Yeah. Um, I could see Kinsella getting a loan, though, because... Yeah, I, I think that'd be the better move. Because he looks like he's ready to break through. I mean, he, he keeps making that, that bench. So get him a loan to a championship side and let him get a season of experience under his belt so that he can come through. He's blocked by Amavi now. No, yeah, thankfully. It's good. It's good we got rid of Luna. 
yeah. Um, made me a little sad. I liked Luna. Yeah, he scored against Arsenal, but... Yeah, I have a soft spot for this endeared team. himself to the fans just from the, from the first go, but then was not good. Yeah, no, he was not But he good. was in a terrible team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and But he, he was one of the weakest parts of that terrible team. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, um, poor guy. Yeah, but I think I think now at, even with Vlar gone at center back, you've just upgraded with Richards. Mm-hmm. If Baker can stay somewhat healthy, and then you have Kieran Clark and Akora, who will probably be first choice unless Richards displaces one of them. Yeah. Um, I actually, from, from what we've seen, my guess would be Clark and Richards are the first choice. I think so. And, and Akora is number three. Yeah. Again, but, I think yeah, we have yeah, a really yeah. strong center back core. Yeah, which is important because yeah. everyone's been getting hurt. Yeah, no shit. Let's see if we can do a year without injuries this year, Villa. I mean, or with limited injuries, obviously. Yeah, limited significant injuries to our best players. God. I, I, how many years is this in a row? Like five years in a row of that crap happening. Yeah. Just really just at the worst times, but... Yep. Um, what about moving on from transfer talk to larger transfer talk? What about that failed takeover of the club? Yeah, the, the takeover bid, I guess. Like you mentioned, they did enter into exclusivity talks, but I don't know. We kept seeing this this transfer or this sale of the club popping up and only at international breaks. Yeah, it seemed to be like boring news time stuff. Um, it's like, oh, we have this on the back burner. Let's run it today. Yeah, although that said, this one was far more concrete than the previous rumors. This was yeah, yeah, that's what something. I mean. That's what I mean is that there was something substantial to it, maybe. Something actually happened. Uh, that said, it doesn't look like anything's happening. It looks like Lerner's around for at least another year. Yeah, maybe um, he changed his mind. Are Are you convinced with this summer that he's willing to put in the money necessary to make this a winning club again? I think so. Maybe just because we got a new sporting director. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. We need to talk about that. He starts his job today. Yeah, yeah, and I mentioned it in, in my piece about Delft, but him, Tom Fox, a learner, and even Sherwood have their work cut out for them. Yeah, absolutely. Hendrik Almstadt is his name. Well, welcome to the club, Mr. Almstadt. Uh, do us well. Sporting director at 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. What an accomplishment. Um, but I think... That should be nice because even though Sherwood has done a really nice job in the transfer window, this lets him focus on what he's really good at, which is managing his players. Yeah, no offense, but I was really happy that this guy wasn't English. Yeah, I, I can because see that. Sherwood has shown a knack of buying a lot, liking a lot of English players, but then again, he's gone out and bought some non-English players. I was going to say, two of, the, two of the three players he's bought recently have been non-English. Yeah, but I mean, he's just like exiling, exiling Hill and... Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder now, now that we've seen him back and him praising Hill so much, if it was just a matter of he didn't think Hill was uh, aggressive enough, strong enough, big enough, something along I'm those sure lines. Hill, I'm sure Hill has something to prove this summer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Either... I'm going to put myself in the shop window and get out, or I'm going to be in this team. Yeah, and he's looked incredible in front. He has yeah, been far and away the best player we've had. Yeah, he was link like I said earlier, let's talk about that friendly a little bit, because he was linking up with Gabby really well. It's just switching the play, dictating the game, and dribbling through three defenders at times. Yeah, absolutely. His ball control is just absolutely stunning. 
Yeah, I, and I really want to see him alongside Grealish in attacking midfield, maybe heel on the right, or both of them a little more centrally. And yeah. then, I don't know, you stick Sinclair, Sinclair or somebody. Given the fact that both Hill and Grealish can sort of move to both sides of the field, they could be a horrifying pair for defenses to face if you put them both sort of centrally in theory but let them do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, just give them both freedom to, to roam, and then behind them if you have Idrissa Gay and Carlos Sanchez to just axe people. It was about to say and Fabian Delphin, then I remembered. Yeah, and, and Westwood even. If you could play 4-3-2-1. Yeah. If... The thing is, you just need a reliable striker, otherwise they can totally focus on Grealish and Heal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited for a lot of the possibilities this year. I think, um, overall, assuming we get a half-decent striker in, um, as this team, or, or even not that, just literally as this team stands right now, with Benteke still in it and Delph gone and everything else that's happened, I think this is an improved team from what we saw at the FA Cup. Oh, I, th I think it's hard to argue that it wouldn't be. You've improved at left back. You've improved at center back. You've done a like for like in the middle. Um, you've added some goalkeeping depth that isn't Shea given. Um, and currently you have Christian Benteke, and if you don't have him, you're probably going to spend at least enough to get a decent striker to replace him. I think that's overall improvement. You've got Lieber Kozak. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lieber Kozak as a replacement or Andy Vyman, which is essentially what we could look at that as, that is a huge upgrade. Yeah, granted, some of these guys on the on the team not proven yet in a Villa shirt, but yeah, absolutely. it's just but a matter of time. Just on the squad paper, just has to gel, and as long as if we can, if we can, for the most part, finish our transfer business in the next week to 10 days, maybe you look to bring in a piece later on, just at the end of the summer. But if you can get that sorted and just start to get everyone gelling, I think we're in a really good spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this team has improved already. Um, not by a huge margin, but the potential is there for it to improve by a huge margin before the summer is out. No, and last year the team underachieved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the past couple years. And really, we probably should have finished 12th or 13th. Mm -hmm. and, and I think with Sherwood, we're probably going to see more of the same as what we saw this this past few months. We're going to see wins that we don't expect. We're going to see good wins, and then we're going to see a few ugly losses. Because given the way Sherwood plays, I think that's bound to happen. Yeah, but maybe maybe sometimes we can hang on for some draws. Yeah, absolutely. If, um, if you can improve the squad, you know, a little a little smarter and more, more ability defensive-wise, and then if you, can, if you can get somebody who can nab a goal for you. Yeah. Let's make ourselves. So, the strike, our striker's going to need to score ten go at least ten goals. Yep, absolutely. Let's make ourselves look really stupid right now because nine months from now we're both going to look like idiots. But uh, just right now, taking your best guess, that's what's going to happen. Where do Villa finish this year? I'll just say tenth. Tenth. I was going to say eleventh. So yeah. Yeah. Some somewhere right in that like eight to twelve range. Yeah. Some because. I don't know. I don't see Leicester finishing above us again. You know, none of the three promoted teams, so that's already got you to 16th. I don't know. Leicester, Leicester has a uh, new manager and all. Yeah. Uh, does that worry you at all? No, not not really, because hmm. I think that, that was just a terrible situation at that club. 
Yeah, it was. I, I'm not sure how they survived. Yeah, yeah, me neither, but... That, that was an incredible feat. Yeah, and... Um, I don't know. If you if you can finish 10th mid-table, that's fine. I don't, I'm not sure there will be a cup run this year, but maybe they'll decide that they want one just because Sherwood's shown that ability. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, and then, okay, sorry, so other teams I was thinking of, like West Brom and West Ham... And then it really, and then you have Sunderland. So basically, you edge out Stoke, and then maybe Palace, and you're you're in the top half. Do you think Villa break forty this year? Oh yeah, the, I think the goal should be fifty. Fifty? Yeah, I mean that would be nice. It, God, I honestly would feel like a victory if we hit forty-two. Well. Get some champagne ready. We're popping it at <laughs> um, in March. Yeah. We have 42 in March. I'm okay with that. So. Surprise me, Villa. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, all we got left is we're just looking at transfers incoming, but that's still not going to come for a while. Um, and I think, what, we'll try to come back next week? Yeah, if we can, we'll be back next week. We'll definitely and, be back before the season starts. We can assure yeah, you that. With a guest. Yeah, we were supposed to have Sam Ty today, but uh, we, we got a little mixed up. He got delayed getting home from an event, so we're going to see if we can't get him next week or sometime soon. Um, we're just excited to have Sam back on because, as if you don't know, Sam is one of the better journalists out there and a great writer and a good friend of the Yeah, read, read his Grealish piece on Bleacher Report. Yes, it was incredible. He wrote a wonderful piece on Grealish this year. Um, but, yeah, just, just go check out Sam's stuff, and he will be on as soon as we can get our schedules all worked out. Yeah, so I um, want to thank you for coming back, checking out the whole cast. I know it's been a busy time around Villa and 7,500, so I've been happy that you guys broke another record for most page views in a day, Robert. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and thank you to everyone for stopping by and reading. That, that Delft coverage, that, that was an intense day, and I was glad that people you know, seemed to get something out of it. So thanks all for stopping by. Yeah, and remember for, for everything latest around Aston Villa, always check out 7500tohold.com, our Twitter page, Facebook. Thanks for interacting with us there as well. And remember, you can follow us on what, Stitcher and as well as YouTube and, of course, Blog Talk Radio. So until next time, for the Hopecast and Robert Lintot, I've been Jack Grimsey. Thanks for watching.